What's that movie that a holiday hit? Don't ask a language, she'll say Welcome to the Haven't Seen a Podcast Christmas live stream. I'm Alenka Zach. And I'm Ho 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 Will Innes, co-host and drink maker. I don't particularly understand why you always do that. Why do I always say Ho Ho Ho? No, why you always do something like that for your intro. Like something weird and different? Right. Yeah. I don't know either. I like consistency. Yeah, I, I know you do, but I like to change things up mm. you know make it different mm. make it cool and mm. and unique you know sure yeah ryan's here today if you didn't see him <laughs> ryan is right beside us here he is i am ryan i'm happy to be here for a third time. third time for some reason we decided he could come back after the chaos that was and you guys uh, listening back to it it is again my favorite episode casino royale your favorite two episodes uh part yeah it's, it's a two-parter two Casino Royale, which Ryan was on with Zach Parsons. What makes it your favorite? Because listening back, it is one of the most enjoyable episodes, I think. There was a lot of funnies, a lot of things. Zach was so drunk that he was incoherent many times. Yeah. Um, and I think just the fact that I know Zach and I can visualize him makes it all the more funny. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am being genuine. And I think I've said this before. In that moment while we were filming, I was extremely aggravated. It's true. I scolded them. Yeah. They uh, they got off topic a lot. Yeah. We were having a great time. Right. Um, it went long. And <laughs> I listened back to it recently, and there was a lot of over-talking. Yeah. Uh, in the moment, it felt great as the guest. But as a listener later, I understand how maybe it could have uh-huh. sounded uh, hectic and unlistenable. And I think having us... In the same room, that last one was a Zoom record kind of situation. Um, pandemic was at its height. Maybe tensions were at their height, but now we're in person and uh, it's the holiday season. We're on a comf- comfy couch and uh, Zach isn't here. So right. it's be- so it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Right. So... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Zach. Right. He's kind of here. Yeah. He's again. he's sort of here. Um isn't that right, Zach? You're you're sort of here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's Zach. No, no, that's Zach. Real time. Absolutely. Here in this studio. That's he's totally here. Yeah. So always and forever. Yeah. Uh, so do we have to do the thing where uh since this will be a podcast ultimately right so we have to be like for the listening audience we'll just pull up a clip of zach that he recorded at an Uh earlier date that was of him sitting in his bedroom well saying "Mm -hmm, yeah if you're listening and not watching uh you better get on that watching level to see all these unique clips of zach in a bright yellow room the marketing the marketing that is happening right now (laughs) Yeah, it's happening now during the live stream for some reason. <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, what are we talking about today, Ryan? Well, you know, we're uh, it's uh, the holiday season. Um, just been a single straightforward answer. Sorry? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> it's the holiday season, and so I picked a holiday movie, and it was actually one that I hadn't seen before yesterday. Oh, okay. But... Um, okay. My lovely girlfriend Priscilla and I had made a big list of holiday movies 
that we wanted to watch before the end of the year and uh, Miracle on 34th Street was on that list and it was also on your list mm-hmm. on haven'tseenitpodcast.com which is what's the website <laughs> I'm not sure what the URL is but if you google haven't seen a podcast I'm sure you'll find it there's a nice list of the movies that Alenka hasn't seen and Miracle on 34th Street was on there so I grabbed it watched it yesterday with my loved one and uh, excited to, to, to chat about it with you guys here today <laughs> Great. Yeah. You really know how to take four words and make them yeah. 40. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why you're a great writer. Right. You are. Yeah. Stay That's tuned fair. for more of that. More of that. <laughs> yeah. Miracle on 40, 43rd, 34th, 34th Street. 34th Street. Great movie. Great Can't classic. Um, mm. Watching it back. I don't know. It's one of those movies where I, I don't have too much to complain about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we mm. shall see. So your famous segment will complain <laughs> will be <laughs> very famous, mixed very famous. Yeah. from today's episode when, when was the first time you watched the movie ever uh well i just had said he earlier just said that, that you did yeah, yeah he just said he has not seen it until it's fine yet. i'm well, i don't i don't listen to our guests you know <laughs> wills, for the listening audience will's over there running the boards he's doing all the tech here so he's got a million things going on in his head sure. yeah I know. so if he doesn't hear the odd so uh, yesterday things, was the first time really yes wow. but like that's it's such a classic. Yeah, well, people Wait, so you pick this movie don't watch you... movies sometimes, okay. whether it's classic or not. I picked it because I've always been aware of it, yeah. have never watched it, and before I was even invited to, to be on this episode, had made the decision to watch it this month, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I thought, uh, what what better time and what better so. reason? I, I, hope, I hope you're ready to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, I'm interested. What, like, I get it. Like, it's Miracle on 34th Street. Why do people like why was this on your Christmas list this year? Um, well, uh, I'm a subscriber to Disney Plus and they've got a great catalog of movies up there. And, uh, you know, Disney owns so many different production companies now that the, the there's a positively incredible wealth of films available on their their platform disney plus so just browsing through there you know add it to my list add it to the watch list add it to the list Mm -hmm. and uh lo and behold miracle on 34th street how have i not watched this before uh so i got to add it to the list Mm -hmm. and uh here we are be absolute certain you watched the 1940 what is it eight Miracle on 34th. I'm so glad you asked. I was going to clarify this, and then I thought it would be funner to reveal on air whether or not we had watched the same version. While you're talking, this arm's like going crazy. Oh, I. uh, Against me. It's stressing me out. I'm sorry. I'm wearing a very tight white blazer (laughs) that I got for an 80s themed party four years ago at a value village. And it's the most festive looking thing that I had in my closet. So I put it on, and it is incredibly small, and I cannot move my body in a regular way. So I'm going to be doing a chicken wing here for most of the night. I'm sorry. Okay, great. Um, Which one did you watch? Yeah. I'm happy to say that uh, I have watched the 1994 version. Oh my god! <laughs> Great! I'm so glad this happened. Oh you, no! Uh, this is your bit, wasn't it? This, is this isn't even the bit. We haven't got to the bit yet. <laughs> the bit oh hasn't god. even happened. Uh, no, 
I uh, I watched it. No, we we didn't clarify. We did not clarify. But the thing is, it's a remake, so I thought it would be interesting. So, Will, you did watch recently the '40s version? Yes, it's honestly, it's actually the only one I've watched. I have not seen. Great. So I thought it would be really cool. I had a feeling this would happen, and I thought it'd be really cool if we could you like okay. this podcast again. Listen, I love you guys, but there was some clarity that was lacking in the communications and the leadings up to this podcast sure. <laughs> uh all right and this is the result of it but i think it'll be very cool to have kind of a contrast <laughs> yeah. we'll each take turns let's, yeah. let's do it i read the plots of both as they're explained on wikipedia.org okay. okay. and i'm sure that they're very similar they're very similar but it actually represents uh, the different times they were made, in which they were made. Okay. Okay. And we could even discuss if it was remade today, how it might differ, because sure. uh, I think it's very interesting. All right. Great. Great. This is going to be a, a first for the Haven't Seen a Podcast. I think it's great. I also wanted to add that the 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 lead, the child lead role, the little girl in the film played by Natalie Wood, I believe, in the 40s version, played by Mara Wilson, who's yeah. one of our great child actors of the 90s, was also in Mrs. Doubtfire, Matilda, the yeah. titular Matilda. Okay. So even if you told me to watch the 40s one, I'm such a fan of Mara Wilson's work, excuse me, <laughs> that I would have probably watched the 90s one anyway just to see her on screen again. Okay, fair, I guess. All right. Great. Sounds good. Alenka, yeah. what do you think this movie is about? Yeah, okay, here we go. So, Miracle... Okay, wait. What do you think this movie is about? 40s version and 90s version. Great. Give I can't imagine quick, that quick they fire. could be super different. Okay, <laughs> 40s, okay, Miracle on 34th Street. So, it takes place in New York. So, there's a little girl. Okay, so, young lady moves to New York City. She's a child, and she is like, poor obviously because she just moved to new york city and her family's poor and they are hustling on the streets <laughs> they are uh they're selling sandwiches and so little girl is going around to every business she's like please sir would you like to buy a sandwich and everybody's like no because we are rich people from new york and we don't have time for your peasant sandwiches and then Turns out she finds this dog and the dog is magical. It teaches her how to make better sandwiches. And this happens in both times, except uh, she approaches delis and she's trying to make it a franchise, maybe her sandwich. And I don't fucking know this, what this movie is about, but I'm going to say like they get into some money and they're fine and they live on 34th street. So it's very busy. Making sandwiches. Yeah. Did you say any Christmas related things in that description? I can't remember. No, I didn't. Okay, actually. it's I a Christmas it was film. A Christmas movie. So Santa it, comes. It's snowing also. during it. Santa is there. Santa's there. In the background. Yeah. Waiting for his sandwich. Yeah, I feel hmm. like Santa's the guy on, like collecting the money with the bell on the street. Oh, the whole and he was real the, the whole time. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And he was overlooking to make sure that Matilda had sandwiches and money for the Christmas. Great time. Yeah. That. I think there's. From rags to riches in this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm, no. no. Terminal illness. <laughs> I, I made some notes on the contrary. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're quite off. Um, okay. Yeah, no. Okay. No. I'm gonna give that a, a the movie's a more zero. riches to a little bit more riches. Yeah, to different oh. types of riches. Yeah, different types of riches. <laughs> That's yeah. lame. Which is I'm uh, less invested already. Which is why I think a modern version would be quite different. 
um, given the, um, the real estate market. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And maybe sandwiches <laughs> would be involved in, in a 2021 version. In a 2021 version. version. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Would it, it would be it. Uh, vegan yeah. food, or probably, right? Yeah, gluten-free. Yeah, you can free, have a vegan sandwich, vegan. Ryan. Gluten-free. You ever had an LT before? A what? An oh, LT. a lettuce and tomato? Is that yeah, what that yeah. is? And jackfruit bacon. So it's a JLT. Can I do? Can I launch into my bit now? <laughs> Which bit is your bit? I don't know. <clears throat> Will I get it though yet? You'll get it. Oh no! I guess. We, well, oh well. We the next part is usually how does this start, right? Well, the next part is actually the well, drinks. Drinking, yeah. Cool. I won't try to take hold. You guys okay. lead the way. Mm. You've already taken over, mm -hmm. but that's okay. Sorry. Mm. We're, what we're drinking today? I'm calling it uh, Crazy Chris Pringle. So Santa is in this movie. I got that right. You did get it right. Well, you didn't get it right the first time. <laughs> yeah. Tail end. Okay. Crazy Chris Kringle. What you want to get? You want to get some brandy? You want to get some triple sec? You know, squeeze some lemon juice in there. Top that with orange juice and a little orange peel. And nope. while you're drinking, you're gonna chew on some of this this year bubble gum. Bubble gum. I'm I'm fascinated by this. Well, I'm this very this is definitely a forty the the 40s movie reference. Um, but is I don't know if this is in the nineties. version. This is the first hint that, uh, that Will and I watched separate films. Cause he was like, I Hey, I, I've, uh, got the drink and you can also choose some bubble gum. And I was like, cool. Um, but in my head I was like, I have no idea why that's relevant. There's no bubble gum mentioned in really? the nineties version. I don't know why we're eating bubble gum. Is this going to be good for audio purposes? Yeah. Chewing. Yeah. I'm going to decline good, right? the gum for now. Are you serious? Is it, do you want me to chew gum into the microphone? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That this is what the, the this is. This is what the people want. I mean, you can pull the microphone away. This is going to be Doing. ASMR for a second. Mm. And then when you're talking, you can just talk. You know? No, you can't advertise that. We can't advertise that. Get that out of here. It's pure bubble gum. <laughs> okay, anyway, you're going to chew some gum while you drink this. Aspartame. So. Yeah, what does this taste like? Why is this? <laughs> well, there's some couple portions in the '40s version. Where uh, little kids chewing some bubble gum, and then she chews bubble gum with uh, with another character in the movie, and they blow bubbles. And I thought it'd be a little cute reference that uh, only I get now. I, now that I now hoping, I only get it. Yeah, I don't like this. I was hoping that um, there, it was like a character quirk of someone. It kind of is. There's like drinks, a very specific scene that with drinks and gum. chews bubble gum, not just chews. Oh, bubble that gum. drinks alcohol and chews. No, that's yeah. not a specific. Uh, thing, but you know. And so, where like, does the rest of the drink tie in with the film? Uh, not, not really anything specific. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I'm gonna pass on chewing this. We'll do that. that oh, wow. <laughs> stick it to. Okay, great. Yep. Uh, but no, the the drink itself is not really referential. It's more like a holiday kind of orange drink. Orange Terry's, brandy is kind of an old alcohol brandy. Terry's chocolate like, orange, a Christmas yeah. chocolate. Yeah, staple. I should have used one, a Terry's chocolate orange. Well, it would have been good as a little garnish. Missed opportunity. Sorry. Right. The bubble gum's the garnish that you're chewing on. Oh, well, yeah, it definitely is. Exactly. The one that I stuck to my glass <laughs> so that I didn't have to chew on it. Dude, it is a delicious drink. Thank you. Okay, well, Ryan, mm. Mm. do you want to do your bit or do you want to tell us how this movie starts? Or how does your movie start? Sure. I I think uh, to lead. Comments. Oh, we have comments coming in? We do. Happy Atex. Oh, we have comments. Atex is back, baby. Atex. I know who you are now. We know who you, you are. You didn't know who Atex was no, in the last record? And then we 
Glad He's here for you. us actually chewing the bubble gum. So glad to see you back. He knew. And our old friend John Sconza, he's uh, wishing us a happy holidays. Thanks, John. Thanks for watching, John. John, John. Past guest. All right, past guest. Past so, guest. okay, Ryan, how does how does <laughs> miracles? <laughs> <laughs> These comments are great. Get on the uh, get on get on the get in the comments, train. folks. Um, <laughs> get on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Perfect. So, so what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna do a time check here. What I'm gonna do is. <laughs> Um, give an overview of the film from right. my perspective, the '90s sure. version, and then I'm gonna launch into my bit. I'm gonna it's getting, the bit is gonna go throughout the show, cool. but I'm gonna set it up. Uh, and here's the context. Okay. So, Great. you know, bits are usually best when you don't have to explain them. Yeah. So the movie is about um, Santa Claus, a man who believes himself to be Santa Claus. And uh, he gets hired by a large department store to be their department store Santa. Oh, wow. Um, this department store is in rivalry with another department store who is evil. It's an evil department store. The other one's good. And um, the evil department store tries to sabotage Santa so that the good department store um, doesn't like make as much money from holiday sales, right. I guess, because the quality of your Santa in your store is it directly correlated sales. with your sales. Exactly. It is. It's actually. a one-to-one. -one. No, um, so well, I will say the forties movie definitely makes that argument as well. <laughs> Great. Great. So um, to launch into my bit that I've prepared, uh, uh, the real reason that I picked this movie miracle on 34th street now that you know the, the what the film is basically about, is that I actually was recently hired to be no, you were Santa not. Claus. No. no, you were not. For a local retailer. No, you weren't. That everybody loves. And say it with me, Shoppers Drug Mart. <laughs> no, so you were everybody not. loves going to Shoppers, scanning their PC <laughs> Optimum card, getting those bonus points are with every serious? purchase. And, you know, the, the holiday times are, are, are here, and what better time to go pick up all your holiday needs uh, from Shoppers Drug Mart. And I'm Santa Claus uh, from Shoppers, and I'm just here to say uh, I actually have uh, been provided with some ad copy from <laughs> the Shoppers Corporation, actually owned by Loblaws. It's all kind of one thing. Is oh, really? Is this a joke, Ryan? This is... No, it's not a joke. <laughs> Uh, here we go. This is this. Uh, they want me to do a voice. I'm gonna do my best. This is Santa Claus saying, "Happy holidays from Shoppers Drug Mart. Remember to treat others with kindness and don't forget spend seventy five dollars or more on almost on almost anything in store before December twenty second and receive twenty thousand bonus optimum points." Ho ho ho. So you thank said, you to. You said the inflection of ho 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 wrong. Ho ho ho. Is that what I did? I'm sorry. I'm working on it, but um, my buddies at Shoppers know that uh, you know this is kind of a, a dry run for me here. So uh, learning, learning as we go. But again, thanks so much to the folks at Shoppers Drug Mart for uh, taking me on as their department store Santa. And uh, gonna have a great holiday season, getting those bonus optimum points. Oh so <laughs> that was absurd. I'm That's, excited. I'm excited to see the future of 
Ryan's, yeah, Ryan Shoppers Santa. I want to know which shoppers. So I can... is there a specific shoppers you are doing this at? Um, well, the one at Young in, in Carlton um, is the nearest one to me. Yeah. So I usually hang around there and just kind of walk the aisles, yeah. kind of pointing out those, you With know, the your little... white blazer in your Santa hat. Yeah. Well, yeah. The blazer's getting tight. <laughs> uh, but they have the little cards that say like optimum bonus for the specific products, which the bonus is applied to for that week. So I go around kind of pointing them out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So it's been going great so far. And, uh, you know, a little extra scratch for the Rye Man. Yep. Can't complain about that. Nope. And not. Oh, my God. All right. So this is a part of you I <laughs> did not expect. Um, so how does the 1994, three, three, four, four version start, actually? Um, it, it starts with uh, uh, an old man and his grandson standing on a street corner. And this Santa looking fellow stands beside them waiting for the light to change and the little boy looks up and he says uh ask him ask him he's telling his grampy to ask this man if he's santa claus and um you know they have a little laugh and then the santa looking man leans down and he says i am <laughs> and so uh we're, we're launched into the story where we have actual santa claus walking the streets oh, in wow. new york city okay. that's sort of how the 40s starts please the 40s version starts uh, how you don't like it, Alenka, as we learned in our mid-month movie review, no. is that um, Exposition it's, over a long, it's a long picture. shot of a man's back like walking through the streets of New York with the credits rolling behind him. Okay. And, and then he leans into a shop window where a guy is trying to put together this little uh, like reindeer display, like mini display of like Santa, the North Pole and reindeer. And he knocks on the window with his cane and this man has a nice big white beard. And he's like, no, no, you're not doing it right. No, they're not in the right order. No, no, no. Blitzen is usually on my right, you see. Uh-huh. He's acting like he is Santa Claus. Mm. And he's telling the storekeeper that he's wrong. Right. The storekeeper is just like, this guy's fucking nuts. Sure. And that's the beginning of the movie. We sort of walk and then he's entering what is the uh, setup for the Macy's Santa Claus Parade. Why would New I York hate City. that intro? Sorry. Because it's a very long shot. Ah. Just a dude walking for oh, quite a while. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. More longer than you would like, I would think. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. In your movie, is it just nameless corporations? You know what? It is called Coles in the 90s Coles? version. Okay. And checking the IMDb trivia earlier today, I, I saw that they did approach Macy's. Mm. Mm. about having them on board again but they macy's declined so oh. they came up with a fictional coals right. on the 40s the two businesses that are competing are macy's oh. real corporation and gimbal's real corporation right really yeah interesting i wonder why macy's declined this time around because you would think right um probably because of the the message of the movie Right. Which we'll get no, into. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or I'll get into the my message. I don't know about the 90s. Yeah, it was probably a good move for them overall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what's next on your on your plate? Uh, well, yeah, we all know the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So yeah, right. in, in the 90s Sorry, version. Thanksgiving Day Parade, not the Santa Claus Parade. But, well, the Santa Claus is in the parade. But. Oh, yeah, we said right. Thanksgiving yeah. Day Parade. No, I said Santa Claus Parade. Oh, that's what the Toronto one's called, though, right? Is that one Santa Claus? That's, yeah, the Santa Claus parade. So you know, there's so many parades out there. But there's the so New York parades. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which features Santa Claus at the end, okay. we all know and love. Um, it is the Coles Parade, and so uh, 
one of our main characters, played by Elizabeth Perkins, comes in. She's the, I forget, she had a very specific title that was like creative something, something. She was organizing the parade and was responsible for the Santa. And lo and behold, the Santa she hired is a drunk and he lets his butt crack show to the children and they scream. And uh, the Santa that we met at the beginning comes along and she looks at him and says, you look exactly like Santa would look and you're not drunk. And so I've got the parade starting in 30 seconds. We need a Santa. You're a Santa, please. (laughs) And he agrees. He replaces the drunk fellow. Goes on the parade. Is a hit. Everybody loves him. Everybody's buying Kohl's stocks stocks <laughs> the coal stock oh is it like rises. a visual coal stock rise they don't show it but i think yeah. it was on the cutting room floor because uh yeah Wait, well 40s version exact same thing okay. except instead of um instead of the uh the our main character the main woman is the main woman's name uh doris walker it is, but I believe she's referred to as Dory, Dory okay. in the new okay. one. Dory's a little modern twist. Sure. Played by Maureen O'Hara in the, the 40s version. She's, again, is the organizer is a higher up kind of uh, person it, at Macy's, which is like in the late 40s, we have this like strong, independent woman who's single with a daughter, mm. uh, which I mean, I guess was kind of common in movies back then, too. That always seemed to be a thing, but okay. But that's she has this higher position. Macy, she's running the parade. But our our Santa Claus here sees the drunk Santa and scolds oh. him. Mm. Also, he's uh-huh. showing him how to properly whip the reindeer. Oh, <laughs> that okay. I did make a note of this. The '90s version also includes like whip tutorials. Yeah, uh-huh. and <laughs> whip I uh, mm. I was wondering if that's really like a big part of Santa's deal. Right. Is like him yeah. whipping his reindeer. Well, I don't know if he, like that's all just the noise. It's just the crack to get the fear of Santa Claus in them. Right. To, to right. Fly. Yeah. They they fly fueled by Santa's fear that he instills in their hearts. Am I chicken winging again? Sorry. It's really tight. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was whip lessons. I was confused by the whip. Yeah. Uh, that same, was same in the forties. There's, it's like, oh, they, yeah, they're just gonna whip these things. But he really chastises this drunk, and then he goes over to to Doris and is just like, like that man is drunk. Like, like I've never been so disgusted in my life. And then, and then same thing. It's like, well, you look a lot like. Have you had any experience? And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, a little bit, right? Because he is, and yeah, because he's, he's a Santa. Huge hit to, you know, the the parade the happens. Parade. But uh, in the forties, I'll go next now, Ryan. So mm-hmm. forties version. What happens is we move to uh, Doris's apartment. She has this nice, like, like tenth floor. Well, probably like eighth floor. Doesn't matter. Eighth floor apartment. There's a great view of the parade, Um, and uh, it's actually not her apartment. It's her neighbor, Mr. Gailey's apartment. Her daughter is in her neighbor's apartment watching. It's because has a great view of the parade. Mr. Mm -hmm. Gailey's a bachelor who lives across the the hall, Mm -hmm. and. they have a little bit of a romance. They're about to. He's very oh. flirtatious. But we find out his daughter, or her daughter, Susan, is doesn't believe in Santa, is hyper-realistic. Okay. Her, her mom is basically like, I don't teach my children fantasies and imaginations. We shouldn't fill their Garbage. heads full of things. So we should be realistic. So you know, the little girl played by, was it um, 
Her name's Susan. Susan Walker, played by Natalie Wood, is like super. The reality of life hits you so hard and so fast that if you can't enjoy your childhood with imagination and fantasy, Mm -hmm. that is abuse. Totally agree. It kind of is with like this. This little girl is so good at playing like. Like, well, that's ridiculous. That, that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. No, my friends were acting <laughs> like cute. animals, and I said, "I am not an animal. I am a human being." Oh God! Yeah, garbage. she's she's like the worst garbage. at parties. But. Garbage. Yeah. The nineties version so. is pretty pretty much the same. Although <clears throat> the the thing that really was hard to understand was what the dynamic was between the single mother and the neighbor man, <clears throat> because in the nineties version we see them and. The uh, the ooh, like it just spilled quite a lot on the floor. We see <laughs> that has gum in it. Do you want to? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep okay. going, Ryan. We see that um, the the young lady played by Mar Wilson, the great Mar Wilson, is already over at this man's apartment watching the parade. Ah. So. We're thinking surely that they're this is the her mother's boyfriend or something like that. They have a close relationship. The whole dynamic between them is very like he's clearly in love with her, uh-huh. but then she maybe <laughs> hates him or huh. something. It's really unclear. Maybe if it seems like they maybe just had a big fight <laughs> right before the movie started, <laughs> and like he's already moved on oh, and she's really, not like, sure. Is it really played up like she's a little more annoyed at him? Because in this movie. It's not like that at all, okay. really. really. It's just like, oh, he's such a nice man, but hmm. I am a strong woman. I no, maybe, I, yeah. I'm not interested in a relationship yeah, right now. <laughs> no, it's like she, when in the presence of her daughter, she's like, oh, she because her daughter really wants a father. Her father has disappeared. So she's like, you should get be together with this nice man across the hall. And she kind of plays along for in, for the sake of her daughter. But when her and this man are just alone, it's just like, hmm. you know, she's got a lot going on. It's clearly like not she's not in the right place in her life for this type of relationship, but mm-hmm. he just keeps on pining, pining. Mm. So it's, a, it seems complex. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. in the 40s one, it's, it's just like, he's just like, Oh, I've always wanted to meet the mother of the daughter or, or whatever. <laughs> and, okay. he, and then he, he asked, he basically, the daughter asked the mother, like, cause it's Thanksgiving. And he's like, can you, can Mr. Gailey come over? We have such a big turkey. And Mr. Gailey's like, oh, no, I'll just make myself a sandwich. And then, then she's like, oh, okay. And then the daughter's like, did I ask nicely, Mr. Gailey? Like, they had planned it between uh, the two of them, which is it. which is cute. And she's cute. like, but she's not, like, annoyed by that. She's, like, taken aback. Like, oh, he has such a close relationship with my daughter. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. Gailey. So I, according to IMDb trivia, that is the only character that... Uh, did n- not have the same name between versions. Oh, what's his name in oh. the 90s? Dylan McDermott plays Brian Bedford. Brian Bedford. Brian Bedford. <laughs> in I the 90s why they version. I chose to change that one character name. I'm not sure, but I think I read that Bedford is the name of the town in It's a Wonderful Life or something like that. Oh. Can you confirm? Oh, Can that you confirm? Is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. There you go. So it's a little homage to that film. Oh. <laughs> Um, okay. All right, what happens next in yours? So, yeah, they, they have dinner. They Thanksgiving dinner. It goes okay. It goes good. And then they, because the sand is such a huge hit, they hire him for, well, Macy's, but for... Coles. Coles. Mm-hmm. Coles. Mm-hmm. I got to take these off. I put on the glasses for the, the Santa motif. <laughs> I don't wear glasses. I have these. They're the lowest prescription. <laughs> I wear them twice a year. Uh, 
they're bugging me now, so I'm taking it off. But just <laughs> when I'm fully in character, I have the glasses on. What do you think? Should Zach? Zach? Should do you think Ryan should wear the glasses? I uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. No. Great. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, there's your answer. Don't wear the glasses. Perfect. Anymore. Great. Great to have Zach's support. So. <laughs> Um, what was the question? What happens next? Yeah, yeah. So, like, when they, the Santa Claus gets into the department store. Uh, yeah, he kills it. The kids love him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the right chronology, but at somewhere in the first act, he is talking to the parents of the kids, and he's the kids are asking for specific gifts, and he's like, absolutely, you can have that, you can have that, you can have that. Um, uh, and the parents come over and are like, why are you promising my children gifts that I cannot afford? Mm. And he's saying slyly to them, well, actually, if you go over to, um, if you go over to, um, hold place shoppers express, <laughs> which is the name of the, the enemy store in this nineties version shoppers express, oh, okay. not to be confused with shoppers <laughs> drug mart, which is a great, great Canadian retail company shoppers express this fictional, uh, department store in uh, fictional 90s New York uh, has sales. So this new Santa played by the great Richard Attenborough. He's giving people tips on where to find cheaper gifts, not at Kohl's. Mm. So at first the Kohl's execs are mad, mm. but then uh, a woman credited as woman played by Allison Janney, but credited as the woman the um. comes up to, uh, to the, the exec people and is like, uh, because your Santa is so honest, I'm going to be a coal shopper forever yeah. or something to that huh. effect. That is essentially That's exactly what happened in the forties. Okay. The, the woman is like the kids asking for a specific thing. And a woman's like, like I've checked all over Macy's. They don't got it. Why do you say you, that you're going to get it? He's like, well, actually, if you go to Gimbal's, they have it. They know they have it in stock. I, you know, I keep an eye on the toy market. Okay. <laughs> right. Because I'm Santa. And, and the exact same thing. She's like, this Santa telling people to go to other stores. It's unbelievable. You know what? I've never shopped here in my life, but I will continue shopping for the rest of my life. I don't understand that logic, though. Well, because it's like uh, the idea is that Macy's is putting... Putting the children's happiness and the customers ahead of its own profits. Gotcha. They're, they're, they're being as helpful as possible. But I don't think it makes real world sense. Sure. No, no company would ever do that. No. Yeah. And if, I, if somebody told me that something was cheaper at a different store, I would just go to that store and then be like, I shop at the cheaper right. store now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, see, that's the difference. In Macy's, it's not about better price. Sorry, in the 40s, it's not about better prices. It's more or less if Macy's doesn't have it, they'll send a difference so oh. it's never about it's too much money right 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 which is the difference probably i mean yeah i mean it's curious that they the other shopping mall or department store in the 40s one is a real one as well because in the 90s one even though the main one is fake the the enemy department store is um is depicted as such an evil like <laughs> Um, just horrible, cold, <laughs> like soulless corporation. Uh, all the people out front that are like the the doorman for the department store are dressed in like Russian military garb. <laughs> um, something of a a post Cold War era mm -hmm. motif that might be 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit. Is, it's. I mean, the yes. the '40s version is definitely yes. not. It's not a, like mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. or evil. It's literally like. And then Gimbal's the Gimbal's goes like, I can't believe Macy's doing this. They're known now as the helpful people, and we're the bad guys. Well, you know what? We're gonna do the same. So it's like this Santa's actions uh, now. Every department store anywhere is like sending their customers to other stores if they don't have sense. it. Everyone's doing it for the good of the children's happiness. Sure. Which is like yeah, that's that's Santa Claus's whole thing. Absolutely. So at this point, at this point, all the other characters are starting to catch on now that our Chris Kringle truly believes he is Santa Claus. Okay. So now they're like, oh shit, did we just hire a crazy person? Okay. Is that sort of the trajectory of your movie as well? Totally. So why is that, totally. Is, why, uh, why is it so concerning to them though? Because. Well, because, well, at least in the 40s, they're like, well, if this person thinks he's Santa Claus, he'll probably go and kill people and attack people because all people who who are crazy hurt people. They yeah. say that like line of thinking? <laughs> it's the Basically, same in the 90s yeah. one, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So he could uh, pose a possible threat. He's he's interacting with children. Um, he's he's clearly not sane because Santa, of course, does not exist. Right. Yeah. And he does. He does not. So, um, yeah, it's it seems like it might be different from the '40s one, but the enemy. Kids, if you're listening, Santa Claus doesn't exist. But you do you know what who does exist? Shoppers Drug Mart Santa Claus. Thank you so much. And with that, I'm going to go into the next <laughs> bit of copy I've been provided. <clears throat> Uh, I'm, excuse me. On behalf of our executive chairman, Galen Weston Jr., Shoppers Drug Mart, and the whole Loblaws Companies Limited family, happy holidays. Walk right on past the Rexall drugstore and be sure to do all your holiday shopping at Shoppers. For three days only, get 1,000 bonus PC Optimum points for every $3 spent on Fe- uh, Febreze Holiday Scents. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, Febreze. Oh, oh. I literally can't tell if you're kidding. So <laughs> I can't tell if this is true. Febreze holiday scents. That's great. I don't know what those would be. Those like little plug-in things. Things. Gingerbread, plug-in things. Gingerbread real. scents. Gingerbread yeah. cookies. I do not believe this. Uh, so uh, as I was going to say, the uh, yeah, these this enemy retail store, Shoppers Express, uh, starts formulating plans to... Uh, to take down this new coal Santa because as I said how the the quality of your Santa directly reflects the, yeah. the your bottom line at the end of the fiscal quarter so these guys start hatching plans how can we destroy the reputation of this new 34th Street Santa and uh, they're very darkly lit and <laughs> truly just portrayed as like a, a fascist is regime like, in is the city a well-known actor who plays like the main bad um not not known by me okay maybe somebody of note but (laughs) nobody really rung a bell for for ryan yeah well see the other stores gimbals in the 40s and again they're just like oh what and then there's a funny scene where both stores are like doing the same thing and then they actually have like a press conference sort of thing where they're with the santa claus and they're like well thanks to this this guy and gimbal or not gimbal macy mr macy hands him like a check we don't know how much, but okay. uh, and then Gimbal's like, "Oh, Mr. Macy, didn't know you were that generous." And then the Santa's like, "Oh, you know, I know I have a doctor friend, and they really need a new X-ray machine." And then and uh, Macy's like, "Well, that that might not be enough for you. Here, let me write another check. If you buy it here, ten percent off." And Gimbal's mm-hmm. are like, "No, no, I'll top it off." And you can 
You can buy it so at Costco. So it is the same Gimbal's. Santa at every store? No, he's just the Macy's Santa. Okay. Yeah. But hmm. they're directing all their Santas and all their staff to do the exact same thing that this Santa is doing, which is directing right. people to other stores if okay. they don't have it. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Which is, yeah, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Nice. It's a nice message. It's like, hey, we ho, don't ho. care. And like the thing, the, ho, ho, Mr. Ho. Macy is like, huh, like we look like, like we look like the harbingers of goodwill. This is a great ad campaign. I was like, I don't think any CEO would be like, like ever go on board with that. Ever. No. Sure. No, 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 no. They don't put their profits over people. Right. Or right. put their people, people over profits. People over profits. Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, one key moment in the the kind of first act setup of how amazing the Santa is uh, was that uh, one of the little girls that sat on his lap um, was uh, deaf or, or hard of hearing and uh, could only speak through ASL. And our Santa, our hero, busts out some like profesh ASL mm-hmm. nice. and totally makes this little girl's day. Definitely one of the emotional heights of the film. <laughs> Got a little weepy, like wow. really, really right good stuff. Eh? That moment in the 40s, not the same. I not the same emotionally, this. but uh, Lenka, do you want to guess? There is a language barrier. Do you mm. want to guess what the language is? I don't know. Just guess. This is a Say fun something. game we're playing right now. We're playing a game. This is the new segment. A different language? Yeah, there's a little girl who just came from a new, a different country. Okay. And she's, I think she's in an orphanage or she's, she's just been recently adopted. Okay. But she does not speak English. She only speaks this one language and he just starts busting it out and they have a good old time together in this language. Is it Spanish? Dutch? It is Dutch. Yes. Oh. <laughs> How did you know that? Right? I read that. I read that on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he busts out Dutch, and they have a whole Dutch, and they sing this Dutch Santa Claus Cute. song together. Oh wow! Yeah, no song in the nineties nice. one. It's that's, not yeah, as emotionally a, uplifting as ASL, but it's but. definitely a more like I guess potentially obscure language. That yeah, that like he, your average person might happen to know. Yeah, I guess so a so. way to prove that okay, maybe he could yeah. be Santa and because so, he knows. Little girl, Susan Walker Boyle. Yeah, Susan Boyle. She sees. This happened, and she's been skeptical the whole time. Right. She sat on Santa's lap mm-hmm. and was like, "You're not the real Santa. Like I've, all, you know, you can't get me what I want." Really. Right, right. And she sees this and she starts to go, "Hmm, like she's that's scheming. weird." She's scheming. Not scheming. She's not scheming. She's, she's, scheming. she's like, "Oh, <laughs> she's scheming." Maybe, maybe he is real. She's getting convinced yeah. that uh, you know, yeah, not all things are as they seem. Exactly. So. What's like? What's next? What's the main conflict that happens for you next? The main conflict. Well, they start. <clears throat> the, the, the the evil source starts scheming in your side. On this yes. side, it's mostly about. Uh, there's the the evil. The only real evil person on this side, maybe not evil, is actually the Macy's like psychiatrist that has to review all their employees. <laughs> right. Oh. And okay. Even though what? Even though the, Santa, the psychiatrist. Chris Kringle doesn't or passes. The like test and is not shown to be, you know, sure. crazy in general. <laughs> he he fails him because basically, you know, Chris Kringle outsmarts him or out charismas him. I don't know. Hmm. He points out all these flaws that the psychiatrist has because the psychiatrist oh. is like itching his eyebrow the whole time. It's a real like character trait. Okay. And he's all like like mm-hmm. he's got anxiety. He hates his wife at home, like literally. Darn. <laughs> it's all oh, God. And um 
and like Chris Kringle is like picking all these like Santa just says that to him. him. So I see you scratching your eyebrow, which indicates to me yeah, you have a poor yeah. life at home. He, he psychs him out. So. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> doesn't seem super Santa-like behavior it to me. but no. <laughs> no. Not really. Um, the 90s version, there's some more like uh, the romance story beats. Um, uh-huh. the, the gentleman played by Dylan McDermott, um, I believe proposes what let me check my notes oh, here shit. that's fast really? See, that's oh yeah the thing. 90s movies like oh they go right into it just like that yeah so i mean definitely this establishes that they had some kind of relationship that had been happening but she uh <laughs> she declined the proposal she declines she calls him a fool in fact Ooh. wow that's which is harsh. is harsh but also like clearly she's putting out signals and he is just not picking them up no so you know, so bad why call is she on him. Hanging out with him, then. I mean, I think they. It's like they are in the same building. I think, and it's her daughter has such a connection with him that it's like she can't end this relationship full stop because, you know, Sarah played by. It, right. Woman. Well, it's all relationships are complicated. So I, I got to circle back real quick, but to say that the the inciting incident for all the we need to get this Santa out of here because he's crazy. Right. Is, you know, Doris is doing up his paperwork to get his, like, paycheck going. And his, like, employee card literally says Chris Kringle, North Pole. Mm. But where his current address is, is this, like, home for the elderly. Okay. So that's what clicks in her head, like, oh, this guy is a little out of his mind. He's <laughs> old. Because oh, he lives old. at a home. So, yeah, because he lives at a home so for the elderly. And so they call in the, the owner, like the main doctor at the home, and the guy's like, Chris wouldn't hurt a fly. He's super, you know, I, I, I support everything that he does because he just truly believes in the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Like they they just like let him go on with his, you know, delusion because sure. he doesn't hurt anyone and it's all in good uh, goodwill. Okay. So they're like, okay. And, and after that whole stunt, Macy is like, no, you can't fire him. He's, you know, the key to our success. So mm-hmm. we're not firing him. The psychiatrist doesn't want to pass him. But then they're like, oh, we don't want to listen to you, psychiatrist. They really like shit on psychiatry. But actually, sure. <laughs> Chris Kringle, he does have a great line where he's just like, I respect the field of psychiatry, blah, blah, blah. You are not a real psychiatrist. So it's like oh. a little in there. Like, oh, at first I thought they were just like making this. Right. <laughs> like all it's mental health officials specific, are evil people yeah, telling person. you that you're bad. Right, right. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah. Because... Um, so the guy from the home is like, I really wouldn't like him, though, taking that train ride out here every day all the time. So if you could find him a place to live. So um, that's a lot. Doris has this like coworker. I don't know if your Dory has like this coworker guy that like higher up or like the, the second in command sort of. Guy. There, There is a, a guy. Yeah, sure. There's a similar guy. He has, you know, that 40s comedy energy going on. And he's like, oh, you know, that? I'll get. What is that 40s comedy? I don't know. He's like Charlie like, Chaplin. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll liquor up my wife tonight and ask her if we can have this Chris Kringle steak. Oh, my their, God. Their son has gone to, oh, my God. Their son has gone to college. So she's like, you have an extra room. Maybe he should stay with you. Uh-huh. He's like, I know. I'll liquor up my wife. <laughs> he literally says, like, and once she's plastered, I mean, feeling better, feeling good. Uh, we'll Goodness. ask her then. And she'll totally be on board with it. Wow. And so. It was a uh, different time. So she's like, oh, can he go with you tonight? He's like, no, no, you take him home for dinner, and then I'll phone you after I've liquored up my little wife. Oh, okay. So they bring Chris home for dinner, and Mr. Gailey and and Chris and Doris and Susan, they all have dinner together. And Chris Kringle is, like, teaching Susan how to use her imagination, mm. like, act like a monkey, 
pretend to be an animal. Is she doing it? Yeah, she's like, like walking around doing weird shit, which is funny. It's really cute. Did that happen in your movie too, Ryan? I don't recall any monkey impressions or animal related things. Did did Chris Kringle teach her how to use her imagination a bit more? Little girl. Oh, maybe. I don't know. He babysits for her one night. So wait, is she <sighs> resistant or she's just okay with it? Because she's like, hmm. I mean, she pretty she dives into being kid pretty quickly in huh, this movie. Yeah. There's a little there's a little bit of resistance in the beginning, but yeah, once it's he, mostly the mother who has to be convinced hmm. that okay. magic exists. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um let me just check my notes. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, there's, he babysits for her, and I think she, um, um, the little girl played expertly by Mara Wilson is on board with Santa at that point. The big, uh, like, act two dramatic event is that the uh, enemy drug, or, uh, excuse me, the enemy department store shoppers express uh, finds the original drunk Santa Claus from the Coles Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, there's a bar that we are introduced to that is full of department store Santas drinking their oh, troubles away. He finds this original Santa and kind of convinces him, bribes him to help them take down the good 34th Street Santa. And so the big climactic scene, not climactic scene, the big whatever, a big important scene is that the original drunkard Santa uh, goes into the department store, starts heckling the good Santa, and then he like yells at all the kids that Santa's this Santa's not real, that he's a fake, which is just really mean. Sure. And then yeah. after, yeah, like, is he drunk during this? Like, what is really in it for the drunk Santa? I think just straight up cash money. Right, sure. And uh, he, at the end of the day follows the good Santa out of the department store and starts harassing him again. And the good Santa is holding his fancy uh, silver cane and he gets so worked up that he like whacks the drunk guy in the face just a little bit. But the guy like knew that he has a sense uh, or like his own temper. And so he uh, overreacts and pretends that he's been knocked unconscious. There's all these bystanders the people from the bad corporation are like, hey, that's the cold Santa. Hey, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be good, right, everybody? Isn't right. this bad now? And everyone's like, yeah, it is bad. And then uh, he's taken away. This is when all like the psychiatry stuff happens in the 90s version. And they're like, he says he's from the North Pole. That's insane. And so they, <laughs> they commit him. And uh, then it leads into the third act, which is a dramatic legal thriller. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> Okay, so 40s version time. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan, did your movie also have like uh, like a janitor coworker like that's younger who also plays Santa at like another like at like a rec center or some shit? No. Okay, so in the 40s version, Santa's like getting his suit on in like the employee like locker room or whatever. And there's this this guy, he's like a janitor. He looks like he's looks like he's 17. Um, I could probably play him for Christmas. He's kind of a dead ringer for a young me. But uh, <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> everyone yeah. would be like, oh, it's the guy from yeah. the 40s version of the 31st But he's, he's, he's also a Santa player. Like he does it down at like the like a Brooklyn rec center or something. Okay. But he's dead. He's dead. He's got his like, yeah, I play Santa down at the rec center. Uh-huh. Like he has such a like that accent the whole right. time. He's like, you know, when I just see the children's smile light up, it's it's everything. Cute. <laughs> and so there's this guy. 
And at one morning, Chris Kringle and him are eating breakfast before work. And he's talking about how he goes to see the Macy psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist is telling him, like, yeah, apparently I hate my father and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and there's a lot of deep-seated things I never knew that I had. And he's just telling me I have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and Chris Kringle just gets all riled up, like like he's causing issues it's that aren't actually this in this guy. So he runs up and he gets so angry at the psychiatrist. And he's like, you know, there's nothing, you know. You know, there's only one thing to deal with people like you. And then he like knocks him on the head with his cane. Chris Kringle does because he gets so worked up with the psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist is like fine, but then fakes being like unconscious when he sees Susan and her her co-worker slash upper management guy like see it. And Uh then Chris like leaves. They're like, oh, my God. And they're like, and, you know, they have to like convince him. Well, not convince him. They trick him into getting into a cab with um, with the one guy. Uh, to then they drive to like a like a, a psych ward to commit him because they, they they say oh it's the mayor wants to meet you and then they drive into oh That's wow so yeah so the same kind of thing he hits someone with his cane right and, and then they commit him, they commit to him and and now yeah act three where they have to like they're basically like like we want to free Chris Pringle like we don't think he should be committed and now they're going through an injunction Mr. Gailey happens to be a, a lawyer i'm sure mr bed bedford, bedford is, yes also yeah, a lawyer is also a lawyer is going to represent chris pringle this is ridiculous and it's a law drama about whether it basically it's okay essentially the whole court case boils down to is santa claus real yes right. yeah and this is what i've always known about this film i feel like it's like always when it was playing on cbc like in t- 2002 or whatever in december they would just show the courtroom scenes and that's how I always understood this movie was that it was a courtroom drama, a courtroom drama. deciding whether or not Santa was real. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm more confused about it after having watched it because I don't understand. They're in like a full, like a gorgeous courtroom, like beautiful marble, like New York classical courtroom right. with a judge with a full uh audience whatever that's called the people watching no jury just the judge and they uh i don't exactly know gallery thank you Uh, i don't exactly know what the uh case is that's happening because i know it's like he's been committed they think he's crazy so he's in an uh an insane asylum or whatever mm -hmm. they're calling it and um the our our friend Mr. Bedford is trying to help him get out, but there's the the opposing lawyer. I don't know who he works for or like what his deal right. is. Me too, actually. In the forties, okay, I'm still cool. kind of like, wait, who is? I don't think he works for Macy's. Like he the, for the state. state? That so. was what I to assumed. have him uncommitted. Yeah, okay. but like the the amount of work, and I mean that's just lawyers for you, I guess. But the amount of work that he puts in just to be like this guy thinks he's Santa and that's bad <laughs> and like essentially yeah uh I and then just the, yeah the whole court is like exactly like that just the court case happens and they're like well like he's Santa and blah 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 and in the background there's many different scenes of like Mr. Macy like like wondering like what the headlines will say if he testifies like Santa Claus doesn't exist and like like the headlines would make him to be evil. There's like the judge doesn't get like hugs from his grand grandkids because Darn. they think he's like against uh, Santa Darn. Claus. There's all this like 
oh, like the children around the world hate us because yeah. we're trying to take down Santa Claus. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, similar stuff. It, the the Coles one, they convince uh, the Elizabeth Perkins character convinces the higher ups at Coles to be like, "We're with Santa." And then there's this whole montage of people like putting up posters and stuff around oh, nice. New York City, being Good like, montage. "We believe." It's like they're all like union workers for the most part, which is weird. <laughs> there's a few people that are like wearing buttons that say "We believe," but then it's just like local two six four supports right. Santa Claus. <laughs> just like a lot of uh, blue collar union workers right. like really yeah, getting on board for the Santa. Movie, yeah, that's uh, why Macy's didn't want to do it this time. Around. <laughs> I guess, yeah, anti union unions are great, folks. Uh, but it was really surprising how much of the city uh, really got invested in this case that is just whether or not this old guy should be committed or not. Yeah. Ultimately, um, I'd really, I know that we're running low on time, so I gotta get through these other ad reads here. Oh my god, this is. <clears throat> Take it from Santa himself. Those Grinches over at Rexall wouldn't know holiday cheer if it bit them in their behinds. Come to Shoppers Drug Mart for your holiday shopping. And for today only, get 100 bonus PC Optimum points every time you buy buy two polysporin brand triple action medicated eardrops. Ho, ho, ho. Uh... Yeah, it says for today only, but it's getting pretty late, so I don't know <laughs> how long that'll apply. I'm still so unsure. <laughs> Shoppers, Drug Mart. All right. So we're into our third act, legal drama. Uh, it's not looking good for Santa in the 90s version, at least. And uh, our lawyer, Mr. Bedford, has got a... Hey, <laughs> comments from atex on the chat here i know for us going to shoppers great don't forget to bring your optimum card and uh tell them shoppers santa claus sent you yes please and go to the the young and carlton one if you're nearby (laughs) so um yeah there's many scenes there's there's even a scene of uh mr gailey calls the prosecution's or yeah the prosecution's son up to the stand okay and basically, it's just like, is Santa Claus in this room? Or it's like, it was like, do you believe in Santa Claus? Like, yes. Well, who told you about Santa Claus? Well, my father did. And he's like, yeah. And my father doesn't tell lies. And it's like, do you see Santa Claus in this room? He's like, yeah, it's him right there. And points to Santa Claus. So they're right. basically just humiliating the prosecution. <laughs> yeah. There's like the guy calls children to the stand and is like, who's Santa? And he's like, that's Santa. And then he's like, I rest my case. <laughs> like, <Right>. Very <laughs> really cool. Is. Very convincing right. lawyer stuff. Right. But in i don't know if you just said this i'm sorry i was trying to process my thoughts but in the 90s version he calls the other guys the other lawyers wife is that what you just said no son son okay he calls his wife to the stand in this (laughs) one and is like uh so do you tell your kids that santa's real and she's like i don't tell them my husband tells them and everyone's like oh because like the other lawyer himself is like telling his kids that santa exists and like the gall the gall (laughs) yeah like that seems so confusing though that there is the yeah is the question of the court whether or not santa exists or is it that this man believes he is santa and he is in fact not that seems where the line is becoming confusing. yeah it is like yeah it's like it should be ultimately whether this man is legally mentally right. unwell right Really, it should be. It is this man like dangerous? Asking. I think that's what. But the it doesn't whole even thing sound yeah. like they're trying to identify whether or not he is Santa. They're just saying, "Is Santa real?" Uh, well, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like he is only because he 
you know, it's as a battle much, for the heart of the nation. At this exactly. Point. Yeah. Battle for the heart of the nation. As <laughs> as much as our hero lawyer tells our Santa to like not speak unless uh, called upon in the court, he keeps making these uh, objections. He stands up. Mm. He's like, uh, no. One uh, witness is like, it's like a naval officer that's been to the North Pole, the literal North Pole, and the uh, opposing lawyer is like, uh, did you see any workshops there? And this is great. This is a part I wrote down. The uh, our Santa stands up and is like, "Of course, he couldn't see the workshops. They they exist in a, a dream realm." Mm. Oh wow! Is that in they your version? They're He's, not talking realms. No, here. I was it's blown intense. away because there's very little like mythology, like mm. magical mm. explanation for how this Santa exists in this film. Uh-huh. But all of a sudden he busts out this dream realm <laughs> stuff. And right. I'm like, tell me well, more, like give me information details. on the, the, the thing about this movie and I'll give it away yet, but until the very end, really the movie, whole movie could really be like this lovely old Chris Kringle fellow just like spreading joy and telling people to go shop at other stores. Right. He's not magic. He doesn't, he doesn't even, he's at this point in the movie has never mm. predicted anything done other than speaking Dutch, but he could know Dutch. He and could it was just, just know Dutch. Today. I don't know. He hasn't really done anything that was super like only Santa, like only a magical all-knowing right. being could do this. Right. Right. Which is what I like until the very end. You're kind of like, Oh, this could just be a, a nice old thing. That's interesting. For the 90s version, it's still pretty unclear whether or not this guy... I don't know if I missed some like cues at the very end of the film, uh-huh. but I still, the, like today, was thinking like, is... Is he? Because throughout the whole film, you're like, yeah, this guy's Santa. That's what this whole thing is about. He's actually Santa, right. and the rest of the world has to Figured. discover this yeah. through this court scene. And... But... We'll get to it, but he really doesn't ever pull any things that Santa could only do. Right. <laughs> uh, just uh, got a few more to go through, so I just got to <laughs> jump on these. Another message from Shopper's executive chairman, Galen Weston Jr. Do you guys know Galen no. Weston Jr.? No. He's Mr. the Galen. executive. Mr. Galen Weston. Galen Weston just. Uh, the executive chairman of Loblaws, the family of companies of which Shoppers Drug Mart is a part. So he sent along some messages for your uh, holiday greetings. Um, another message from Shoppers executive chairman Galen Weston Jr. Uh, okay, uh, ever wonder? Ever wonder why it's called Rexall? Because shopping at Rexall will rex all of your holiday plans. That's what he said. I feel like the tents could have been adjusted. Rexall will wreck will rex rex all of your holiday plans. Uh, see you at Shoppers, where you'll get four hundred and four hundred and twenty-five bonus optimum points for every one dollar and twenty-five cents uh, you spend on multi-grain wheat thins. Ho ho ho! Uh, so, uh, happy holidays Stop from Shoppers. Just got to get through two more of those before we get to the end here. But Okay. I would be remiss if I didn't mention. So at a certain point, Susan is very getting more convinced that Santa Claus is real. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you, you couldn't get me what I want. 
And he's like, well, try me, try me. Okay. And she like pulls out this like, I think it's a draw, it's a drawing. Mm-hmm. I believe, believe it's a of drawing a of like this kind of like bungalow, nice house with like a backyard because she really wants to live in this nice house. Sure. That she's dreamt of. She wants a backyard to play in. She doesn't like their midtown Manhattan They're apartment. Absolutely gorgeous <laughs> right. million dollar. <laughs> yeah. Midtown Manhattan, Want a more suburban home, yeah. right. like a, a family. Fair enough. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, like he's starting to be like, this is again where you're like, is it really Santa Claus? Because he's like, it, or is this a Santa Claus who's like has a budget? Because he's just Maybe. like, that ooh, sense. that's a tall. I'm really not sure. He's like, it's, but you're not Santa Claus. We can't get this for me. Yep. Mm. And she's like, well, you know, well, I'll try. I'll do my best. Okay. So that's that's See something that does planted. happen during it. Yeah. <laughs> yep okay. 90s version is the same she wants a house oh, she, she wants a baby brother oh wow oh wow and she wants a father and uh she just wants a father not her old father she doesn't care i don't think she likes her it's old father they accept just like one old father zach i think i agree actually agreed that doesn't make any sense oh did our mic is, mic is me yeah that he said he agreed which doesn't really answer the question Way yeah yeah, Zach for Zach. being <laughs> not paying attention as usual. <laughs> um, yeah, same deal. Santa's like, oh, I don't know about this. And I was wondering, like, what is the threshold of things that Santa can get? Yeah, yeah. is it just toys? Is it just Kohl's products? Toys <laughs> is or- it just Kohl's? He doesn't really expect because there is like the whole confusion of like our gifts for children exclusively things that are bought at a store. Or does Santa indeed provide gifts? And so this is, yeah, this is where it's unclear whether or not in the reality of the film, if this is the real Santa. This could be like where very well known, but me having only watched this once, it is unclear to me whether or not this is actually the real Santa. Sure. Because it's like if... He doesn't fly away on a sleigh. Exactly. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. And uh, I feel like if he is the real Santa in this movie, almost like all of the adults don't believe in him. Mm-hmm. So it's like either he's delivering presents to the children or he's not. And right. it seems like he's not doing it because if I was a parent and there was this random gift that I didn't buy that appeared under my tree, I'd be like, God dang, something's going on here. <laughs> There's magic right. at play. No, for sure. So yeah. all signs point to not real Santa. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so they, they cut. There's at one point during all, all the court proceedings and all the. I don't know how many days this is. Probably like a month. Probably a month. Yeah. Probably a month long trial. Just like people deep, in the yeah. gallery every Atticus, day. Atticus Finch is there, and he's just really fighting. Who? Yeah. Um. Uh. He. Uh. There's a scene with a bunch of uh like postal workers like sorting through mail, and they're like, "Oh yeah, every year we get all these letters to Santa Claus." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh, I know what." We can do with them something to that effect. Um, <laughs> then, so they're having a court proceeding and they have a break, mm. and someone comes in and grabs Mr. Gailey, and they're like, "Ooh!" And then he runs out. And it's kind of like in the background as the two prosecution lawyers are talking. And do you want to go? Because this probably is it's probably the exact same thing. No, this nope. is probably the most different part between really? the two versions. Okay, I'll say my part then. Okay. Yep. So we come back. We 
calls, I forget who he calls to the stand, or I don't know if he calls anyone to the stand, but he hands uh, like five letters from children to Santa Claus. Okay. To the judge. And he's like, you know, this is the, this is letters to Santa. This is U.S. Postal Mail. Well, he said, this is the U.S. Postal Service is a government federal agency they are supposed to operate truthfully and without um i don't know without sin sin yeah i don't know sure. yeah whatever they they're supposed to operate in a truthful manner and deliver all mail and these are all letters to santa claus and this is a u.s government federal agency so this should be deniable proof that santa claus is real that they they have these letters and they they deliver them and and that they're being delivered now. He's like, I'm delivering them here to this man here, okay. Chris Kringle. And the judge is like, this is five letters. This is hardly any evidence. Like, well, I have more evidence. And the judge is like, yes, please show us the evidence. And, and Mr. Gelly's like, are you sure? And the judge is like, yes, show us the evidence. And then like 20 U.S. postal workers come in with big bags of right. letters and just dump them all on the judge's bench. And the judge immediately just like, well, this is a federal agency, so... Case dismissed. You're kidding. Chris Kringle's real. You're kidding. <laughs> yes. This is, and the more I think about it, especially since Ryan brought it up, it's like each parent buys the gifts for their kids, and if there was any gift that was not purchased by them, they they'd be like that. Absolutely. So why is it that like now Chris King Chris Kringle's coming out when it's convenient for him? He hasn't supplied anybody with gifts in the past. Obviously, <laughs> we could assume. I think I think it's just this this man truly is, is mentally unwell. I think he's just a nice guy. Yeah. That's <laughs> gone through some stuff and everyone just wants the best for him. And that None of this proves anything. That that ending is a lot Jeez. more like cinematically satisfying than the nineties version yeah, to me. The nineties yeah. one so like that's like the biggest moment. It's like, oh wow, yeah. That's the I read the Wikipedia entry of the 40s version. It was like, that is so much better. But similar vibe, like similar line of thinking by the on the judges part. Um, They do like the last of the witnesses. Was there a reindeer in the court at all for the 40s version? They bring a reindeer into the court for the 90s one. That's proof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, you're Santa. You can make reindeer fly. So we brought you a reindeer. Make it fly. And he's. No, he's like, so, oh, I can only make them fly on Christmas Eve, of course. And the whole courtroom laughs at him, okay. which is harsh. harsh. Uh, so, yeah, the last day of witnesses, uh, our lawyer dude, Bedford, is like, I don't know what to do. He's talking to um, to the little girl. And I don't remember what happens, but he somehow is like looking at um, a currency at an American dollar bill of some sort. And it says, in God, we trust on the money. And yes. he's like, hmm, here we go. Light bulb moment. Idea. Uh, we were watching and trying to be like, what? what is the moment? Like, what is the, the discovery that he's made by looking at this uh, dollar bill? And so the final scene for the 90s version is the judge is about to make his ruling and it's not looking good for Santa. He's probably going to get committed again. But uh, our hero gal, Sarah, was it? Sarah... Dory? Susan. Susan? Susan. 
Oh, Susan. Susan's the daughter. Cool. Yeah. Susan. Mara Wilson as Susan. Right. She is sitting in the back of the court with her mother. And uh, the lawyer and, and her have got this little plan. And so she walks up to the judge's bench and uh, I thought was like, you're in contempt of court. Like, get out of here. <laughs> like, probably not suitable. Like, she shouldn't be doing this. This won't fly in the mm-hmm. court of law. But she approaches the bench without asking, and she hands the judge a little envelope, and it's got a Christmas card in it, and there's a dollar bill in it with, in God We Trust, circled in red marker. And so the judge is like, oh, wait a moment. It's revealed earlier that the judge is like, I wish I could let this guy go because I love Santa. This is great. Um, yes, but through seeing in God, we trust on this legal tender, he's like, cool. So because this is legal tender and it's a government thing and it says in God, we trust on it. And we don't know if God's real, but it's on this government stuff. That's money. Then, uh, we can also, as the government, say that we believe in Santa, even though we can't prove that he's real. So the precedent sent by God and our money means that we can say Santa's real. <laughs> and then that's the end of that. I hate it's that. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, I will say... Why did they choose to do that? Like, why? yeah, why switch that, right. the original ending? The yeah, original I ending, think, like, uh, is cool and makes... Well, I mean, not cool, but it makes way more sense. The visual, so many connections. Right. The dumping of the mail yeah. on the, on the yeah. bench they too. Just it seems all like bills, and it's just all. Yeah, yeah. we worship yeah. the god be of cool. money. Oh, yes. Exactly, our money. Um, I have to shout out my my girlfriend Priscilla, who might be watching. Uh, she, <laughs> when we were watching, and the little girl hands him the the card. She thought it would be funny. <laughs> she thought it would be funny if the card said, "I'll kill your whole family." <laughs> like he's using little girl to threaten the judge <laughs> yeah. to make the right decision. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Priscilla for that shout out. great bit. Um, I know we're nearing the end, so I got a couple more of these to get through. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry, trust me when I, trust me when I say uh, if you oh god if you do so much as think of buying one holiday product from a Rexall retail store, I guarantee your entire holiday season will be ruined. Uh, I I know because of my Santa magic or whatever, Santa magic, and then it just says bonus PC optimum points. Uh, yeah, so not no not Rexall. Shop at Shoppers Drug Mart <laughs> and get those optimum points. Oh, oh. oh. no, I didn't say it on that. I didn't say it on that one. Ho ho ho. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, guess that's. So, so he's acquitted. They immediately are just like mistrial, whatever. Not mistrial, whatever. Case dismissed. Okay. They're all celebrating. I forget where they are. They're in some like boardroom or they're in some big room later on where they're giving like a gift exchange and Santa. He's there just as Santa, and everyone's having a good holiday party. And really Susan opens up like this little gift. And I think it's like a toy or something. And she's like, well, you didn't get me what you want. So you are just a kindly old, nice old man. Like my mom said, you're not really Santa. And 
I'm sorry, I'm kind of blanking on the end here. Not the very end, but how they get to this point. But he's like, no, well, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry, not everyone gets what they want. Sometimes Santa can't get everything that you want. Wow, cop out. Cop yeah, out. It is yeah. kind of a cop out. Yeah. But he, like, hands her, I think he hands Susan, not Susan, Doris, like a letter. Okay. And it kind of cuts to them in this cab, and the letter has, like, an address on it. And mm. there's... Doris and Mr. Gailey and Susan all going in this cab to this mystery uh, location. And then as they pull up, we see like almost like the exact house that she drew in her picture. Yeah. And they run in and it's the house. It's like the dream house. And I guess it's been paid for now it's it's already paid for for mrs doris even though she probably makes quite a pretty penny as one of the higher ups at macy's uh-huh. but uh it is has amazing midtown uh, apartment right. but um they go in and that's the apartment and uh she finally admits because the whole time mr gailey is like you know children should be have imaginations he's kind of happy-go-lucky he loves chris kringle he's mm-hmm. like yeah maybe he is santa claus mm-hmm. and she finally admits, like maybe there is magic in this world and then he like kisses her because he's like you are the perfect woman now now, now. you believe in magic <laughs> now and, that you get it yeah <laughs> it took you long enough and then he's like well you know like uh, maybe i did do a good thing defending a you know a crazy old man sort of thing <laughs> and then they look and they see in the corner his cane is in the corner and they're like, so he is couldn't Santa be, in the it end. couldn't be, uh-huh. really. And then that's like, yeah, it's like he's Santa Claus. Okay, so he is. Santa. How's he walking? So he is Santa. <laughs> How's he, yeah. Well, that's the end. Like, that's the very end of the movie. Okay. They see the cane. He is Santa Claus for real. They got him. Okay. They got the exact house that she like drew. Uh huh. So how else? How else could sure. it be except for magic or just a lot of money? Uh-huh, 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 yeah. Gosh, I'll burn through the 90s one. It's really messed up. Um, <laughs> the the two lovebirds uh, each receive messages that are like, meet at this church after midnight mass tonight, and they meet at this church, and there's no one else there except this priest, and uh, Elizabeth Perkins gets there first. Is that... Yeah, Elizabeth uh, Perkins and Dylan McDermott. Uh they both get there. She gets there first, and then he gets there, and they start playing like the "Here Comes the Bride" yeah, music. Yeah. Ugh. And then the priest guy is like, "Okay, we're doing a marriage. We're marrying you now. Yeah. You're getting married now." Knew it. And they're just like, "All oh, that Santa." He arranged their own wedding without their consent. So and they do it. Yeah, they do it, and like I hate this movie. Just based on the. I don't like this. Oh, all. we're getting some great comments in the chat. There. You three are great. Thank you so much. Um, we, we. Uh, oh, thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Donald, <laughs> get ready for Todd. Get ready for talk, Todd. everyone. Um, uh, yeah, insane. He p- plans their wedding without their consent. Like, based on the conversation these two had mere days ago, they are not ready for this right. step at all. This is such a bad move. And uh, yeah then they're but they're cool with it so whatever they get married they tell the little girl we're married the way that they reveal that they're married is stupid 
the little girl's like looking into the at the Christmas tree in the corner the next morning, and she sees this incredible reflection sh- like moving across the wall, and it's the light of the Christmas tree reflecting off of her mother's gigantic engagement ring, and that's how she finds out that they got married. Just <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, and then they go for a drive to the house that they use for like the photo shoots for the Coles, um, whatever. Uh, magazines. What are they called? The catalogs. catalogs. catalogs yeah. Well, remember the Sears catalog? You guys yes. remember getting that? God, that was great. Um, God, everything is digital now. So they go to the house Sears where they again. they take the photos for the catalog, and then the g- girls, the woman's boss, is there, and he's like, "That guy, Chris Kringle, said that you guys want to buy the house," and. The way they explain it is that because Santa won the law case, the store was successful and made a lot of money for the holidays. And so everybody got giant bonuses. Enough to buy a house. Enough to buy a house. Hmm. Or at least put a down payment. Sure, I guess. (laughs) But like, whoop. The boundary crossing that happened on the part of Chris Kringle in that last 15 minutes is like unforgivable. And I, wow. And then the end of the movie, like I said before, um, the little girl wanted a house and a dad and a little brother. So she's like, I got two of my three wishes. And the last shot is her going up the stairs being like, I also want a little brother. And then her parents. And then you hear the bed squeaking behind. Oh, God. No. (laughs) Her parents are like standing in the foyer and they both look down at the woman's stomach as if they're like, (gasps) could could Chris Kringle have a miracle? It's a bit upsetting. So, oh my God. Um, That's so weird. One last message from Galen Weston Jr., the great uh, executive chairman of uh, Rex, of uh, sorry, of Shoppers and Loblaws Companies Limited. Loblaws Companies Limited. Uh, Galen says, um, okay. Rex, Rexall CEO Brian S. Tyler is a scoundrel. <laughs> Brian S. Tyler invited me to a Foo Fighters concert in 2014. I accepted, but he never followed up, resulting in me not attending the concert. This is from Galen. This isn't me speaking. Me not attending the Foo Fighters concert. Brian S. Tyler is a a liar and a dud. He also has uh, three Tesla, Tesla hatchbacks. Uh, it says, who who needs that many cars, let alone that many hatchbacks? Don't shop at Rexall. Shop at Shoppers Drug Mart. Ho, ho, ho. He got back to the ho, ho there. So shop at uh, Shoppers. Uh, happy holidays from Galen and the rest of the, the kooky gang there at Blah Blah's Companies Limited. And don't forget to claim your bonus optimum points. 20,000. I forget what it was. 20,000 before December 22nd if you spend $75 or more in store. And uh, tell them Santa sent you. <laughs> well, so mad at thank you. you. Thank you so much for that, Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. I can't believe that movie goes off that, like, the ending is that different. Yeah. That's also so that bad crazy. in both cases. I don't like either of those. Yeah. Atex's <laughs> RIP to our Rexall sponsorship. True. <laughs> but Shoppers is looking pretty yeah. good. Shoppers, if you're listening. I mean, your man here. Rexall, I don't know if you guys are going to Rexall, but they do air miles 
and the the trade-in value on air miles it takes you like it's it's crazy yeah. it takes you years to just to get anything i mean you got to spend thousands of dollars a week the actual because there's the, you get air miles you're thinking like i'm gonna use this for flights right? right so like i try to buy a flight back home to edmonton alberta to see my family in the holidays i go I've, i'll use my air miles i look at my air miles i've got what eight thousand and there's blackout dates so it's like even if i wanted to spend them i can't use them to get home uh around the holiday season it's a racket it, exactly so I mean exactly. shoppers optimum god uh, PC optimum points <laughs> way better it's similar 10,000 optimum points equals $10 in store and you can use it at <laughs> shoppers you can use it at Loblaws you can go to SO and get your gas pump no your gas no, actually, no, frills. No, no frills this is actually funny that this has been mentioned because today I was advised to get the PC MasterCard do it I have to one there we go thank you Galen thank you so thank much you. I was I have a PC ma- Optimum MasterCard. I was going to pull it out, but I yeah. thought people might see the number on the front, so <laughs> yes, I should not do that. But I'm a I'm a believer, folks. Yeah. Well, fuck, fucking crazy ending for that other one, though. I still can't believe. That's like garbage. why? Like they had one built for them that was great, and right. they decided to go somewhere else with it. I don't understand. I don't understand. They're both garbage, though. Like I don't really Whoa! like. I don't love the letter thing. And I, okay. I don't like the dollar bill thing either. Well, the dollar bill thing's stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, like the vi- I like the visual idea of the letters, but I think none of it proves anything. And it's, I'm still confused about, about what the debate is. It's all about faith. It's, it's, all, it's all asking the question, can magic exist in this world of consumerism, of of the the legal system the unfair legal system that we have in place now in america here in america and you know fortunately in in the movies they find a way to make the magic exist but kids the world (laughs) out there is is tough it's it's tough out there it is so keep on keep on believing as long as you can and uh and uh don't don't shop become up. a lawyer. They, <laughs> don't become a lawyer. Shop. Go to Shoppers Drug Mart. You know, yeah. I, consumerism's bad, but with, <laughs> at, with the prices you can get at Shoppers Drug Mart, you, no complaints there. Right. Right. I like that. Yeah. How many? Yeah. PC optimum points do you give oh, this movie? I, These movies. Yeah. These movies, okay, so... And the great thing is that there's no end to that scale because you can collect as many PC optimum <laughs> points as you want. It's just 10,000 <laughs> equals $10. I know, I know. Okay, so I would say for Ryan's 1994 oh, version, I give it, like, enough PC optimum points to buy a package of gum. So not a lot. Well, right. Then I would say... I just, it's just that not like not your retelling. It's just this movie sounds like garbage. Well, no, I just want it like yes. the minimum redemption is ten thousand points, which is ten dollars, <laughs> and a pack of gum has got to be what three twenty three. So go on. I see what you're saying. Got you. Thank you for clearing that up. You really did your homework, and I'm mad and impressed at the same time. Thank you. Um, and then for Will's retelling, um, PC optimum points, um. Um, yeah, like, I guess, yeah, these PC optimum points could get you like a nice little, like, like you have your family get together coming and you, you, you have to buy a gift that's like under $20 so that you guys can do a gift exchange for the whole family. 
Will's version will get you that gift at least it's not gonna be like no one's not like no one's gonna fight over this gift but it will you'll have a gift to bring to the party right great that's a good one i like that cool cool, cool. yeah that was a good scale i mean it is a great measure. movie that i think you should watch so it sounds really frustrating maybe we'll talk about it next year but i do love jolly men yeah around this time of year <laughs> Old Jolly Men. You love Jolly Men around like, this I like time Jolly of year. Men. We can all agree on that general, sentiment. But yeah, I want to know what Zach thinks. Yeah, what does Zach yeah, think? Yeah, Zach, how did you feel uh, about this movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's funny is like that's pretty accurate. To I what know, he would even say. if like guys, in case you didn't clue in, those are recordings of Zach. But realistically, those are quite spot on with how he would respond <laughs> in real time. Too. Yeah, true. <laughs> He would forget immediately. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I had one final question. That was my last note was that the movie is called Miracle on 34th Street. Uh 34th Street, meaning where the shopping center is. What What is is the miracle? miracle? That happened on 34th Street, right. So it's not it's not saying if it was the end result in the courtroom, it would say whatever. Yeah, that's the miracle miracle baby. Virgin baby. Okay. I'll allow that. I would say in my version, I think the miracle is supposed to be that these two, Susan and Doris, these two hyper-realistic, like, don't believe in any silly fairy tale people Uh believe in fairy tales by the end of it. It's a miracle. Oh, I was thinking the miracle is that, like, this guy got cleared. Right. But I was saying that that happens, like, in the courtroom, which is not on 34th Street. (laughs) Are you sure it's not? I guess. Hey, you know what? I don't know. You lived in New York, right? I'm sure there could be a law office. There you go. Take it from a local. (laughs) I actually did live on live on 34th. Did you really? And 8th. Yeah, I did. 34th and 8th. Wow. Right in Midtown, baby. Wow. Nice. Where are you? It's home. Alphabet City. Yeah. That's a neighborhood, right? (laughs) (laughs) Ryan. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having and me. And performing your uh, contractually obligated duties yep. for us. And 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 then some, I would say. And then some, yeah. The bit was not required. <laughs> nope. Not invited and not well received overall, I would say. <laughs> but I'm glad that you let me keep doing it. And I did everything that I wrote down. And that's great. Uh, I want to add that Horatio Sands was in the 90s. That's great because oh he's my. funny. He played an orderly. Nice. I want to add that um, in the in its original theatrical... I'm just quoting IMDb trivia right now. <laughs> in its original theatrical release, 20th Century Fox offered a full refund to any viewer who didn't enjoy the movie. Wow. And 1,500 tickets were returned to the studio. Wow, that's actually wow. pretty low. Yeah, really. People, people liked it. it That's that much? true, but also wow. like you could have just said you didn't enjoy it and got your <laughs> refund. That's true. true. So a lot of people were not acting very smart, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> well, Ryan. Yep. Uh, no, you're a pretty private guy, but who would? Uh, where where can people find you publicly if they if they so please? Very interesting. You asked. I actually uh, have up until recently had a private instagram account but i've recently moved it to public um oh for heaven's sake look at that so look that up uh ryan maximic at ryan maximic on instagram um a lot of great travel photos from the past but starting to post 
a few more things that are uh, not that or comedy related uh, getting getting leaning towards that hoping to make some content uh recently uh, i'm i'm a software developer by day so i made a an instagram filter recently uh called called what pants are you so you can f- use that and figure out what kind of pants you are mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun. Check fun. that out. Mm-hmm. Share, share it with yeah. your friends. And uh, yeah, listen to my other episodes on this podcast. I would actually recommend. Yeah, episode. I believe it's like episode one and episode forty. Episode one is fine, but it, we were, Royale was great. episode one. We were all finding we were our all footing. Time in the forties. It's uh, it's it's Casino Royale. Casino Royale featuring our good buddy Zach. Yeah, did you like being on episode Zach? Did they really? great (laughs) did they really yep they did they sure did uh yes i think that's all i got um great to be here excited to come back next time and uh we'll see uh, if i have the tolerance we should bring zach back oh yeah well yeah yeah well originally you know we might have had a a full zach here but yeah you know he uh he doesn't like to uh, commit Oops. Uh, and if you want to follow us, haven't seen a podcast on Facebook and Insta, you can do that at haven't seen a podcast and on Twitter at haven't underscore seen underscore it and on our website, haven't seen a podcast.com. Uh, we also have a YouTube and Twitch page in which you can uh, watch these Yay! streams and watch our video episodes, which is now all our episodes uh, from now on. So, uh, yeah, watch it instead of listen or listen if you uh, don't have time to throw it up on a phone or a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are coming back at nine o'clock tonight. If you are uh, watching this live with uh, a good friend, Todd Donald, talking about bad Santa. So watching it live, check that out at 9 p.m. The Eastern. Late Show. The it's Late Bad show. Santa. Oh, yeah. Or uh, stay tuned for uh, two weeks from now when that episode will be out. So yep. see you then. Yep. Uh, you guys remember when Billy Bob Thornton was on Q when Gian Gomeshi was yeah, still hosting yeah. Q? Oh. And he was on with his band. Yeah. And then... Gian Gomeshi being the journalist that he is mm. laying out the the context for the guest mm. was like of course uh Billy Bob Thornton is also a famous actor who's been in many f- big films but here he's doing his music Billy Bob Thornton got so upset that he mentioned his acting that he was just oh yeah totally iced out Gian Gomeshi the rest of the interview being like I asked you not to talk about that part of my life huh it's it's probably still on YouTube. Look it up. Yeah, Dang. really cringy and we all thought stuff. Billy Bob Thornton yeah. was the asshole, and now we're like, oh, I think it's Gian Gomeshi. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> really cool. Not not interacting with either of them. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm good with that. Sure. Uh, he was I, in Bad Santa, right? I didn't just say that for no reason. Yes. Cool. Billy Bob okay, Thornton good. was in Bad Santa. Great. I mean, on that note, we will be back. So clock out for about you got 26 minutes and see us back for nine o'clock babies and if you're listening um um santa's write your local santa a letter and shop at shoppers drug mart that was loud This was a Brain Freeze podcast.